Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast, Jason. Episode 58 today, we're doing something a little bit different. We went out and uh, recorded on location this weekend. Yeah, uh, we went to uh, Demetrius, put on an unbelievable event, uh, the junior high all-star game. Uh, you had a seventh grade, eighth grade, um, boys and girls individual all-star game, so there are four total. Uh, yeah, uh, Valley's in a very good place. Yeah, no kidding, dude. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, man. Shout out to Demetrius Porter. Really put on an absolutely top-notch event there. It was so much fun. Um, just a crazy environment. Had music going with the DJ all the whole entire time. Uh, so when we get to we have several interviews we recorded there. And when we do get to those, it's going to sound different. We, uh, we were in a loud, noisy gym, crazy environment. Uh, but we did, we did our best to get what we could. And uh, we got some interviews with guys like Demetrius Porter and uh, we had the, you know, we had the defending or the former girls MVP from the game two years ago with in Athena Tomlinson. Yeah, having a monster year. Yeah, she's killing it at Clovis West as a sophomore this year. And this year we were also uh, joined by the by this year's girls eighth grade MVP. Your uh, your your girl there, Nylee, She man, she put it on. Nylee Gregory. She had a she had an unbelievable game. Oh yeah, Nylee just able to get to her spots whenever she wants. Um, I think that's probably one of the coolest things is um, just when you watch basketball, I think a lot of people don't understand like being able to find a spot on your court, get to your spot, get to your so-called sweet spot, or just take what the defense gives you and then, all right, exploit them. And that takes a lot of time to master, to develop. Obviously when she, you know, she's going to be a freshman, she's going to Roosevelt. I, you know, I said it on the podcast or on the thing. Uh, Demetrius says it in the interview as well. Like she's going to be the all-time leading scorer at Roseville. And I honestly think she'll be the best player her senior year. Yeah. She's, she's, if you can see it coming, she's already fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously she'll go through some growing pains, freshman, sophomore year, whatever. And you know, it takes time to just be able to get to where you want to get to and find that out. Obviously she's going to be going against juniors and seniors next year, but in that game, that's, you know, those are the best players in, this area, you know, they had players from Merced all the way to Bakersfield and she took over that game and she was able to get whatever shot she wanted to get. Yeah, no, she couldn't be stopped. She was uh, she was killing it on Saturday. It was a ton of fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, you'll hear from her and uh, just a few other people we were able to chat with on uh, Saturday in the gym there. Again, it's not going to sound as good as normal. Um, we apologize for that, but it's just going to sound different. There's a lot of noise in the gym. Uh, yeah, so just be ready for that. And uh, I think we had like four or five interviews there on Saturday. So yeah. We'll get to those soon. Um, but uh, in other news, you know, it was kind of a big week this week. We had, a play, you know, boys and girls basketball and soccer playoffs were announced. Yeah. And it seemed like uh, a lot of people were, I don't know, I think shocked, surprised or. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, a lot of shock. I think that's a good word for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in a couple minutes. Yeah. Any minute we're going to hear from Gabe Camarillo. He's going to call in here. And uh, we're gonna, you know, break down a little preview of the playoffs, um, and yeah, it'll be good stuff there. But yeah, there's a lot to talk about: boys and girls basketball, boys and girls soccer. Um, but also, the other day we saw, we, you know, we saw 
baseball get kicked off. It's, it feels really early for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Baseball, you know, it's crazy. Uh, track baseball getting kicked off. And, um, you know, it's, I imagine everyone's chasing Buchanan. It just seems like that's the team, you know, for the last couple of years, everyone's chasing. Um, but, you know, it's crazy. Um, this area is absolutely loaded with talent. Uh, I know Bullard's absolutely loaded with talent. Clovis West is absolutely loaded with talent. Um, Clovis High is going to, you know, they're scrappy. They're going to battle. They got some talent out there, too. And um, I know Liberty and Bakersfield, super talented. Stockdale, super talented. So Buchanan has all, right? Buchanan has all the D1 players. But last time I checked, did Buchanan win it last year? Yeah. They yeah, won they it on the walk-off, right? But yeah. I believe they played Liberty. Yeah. They, and Liberty, like, brings everyone back. I think so, yeah, yeah. I was actually talking to to Jake Saldati about it the other day, Hit or Die uh, host, Hit or Die podcast host, and he's like, he uh, he actually kind of feels like like uh, Buchanan might get uh, might get beaten this year. Yeah, like you know, like nothing, you know, um, Peyton Brasotti, right? Uh, hit a home run. Yeah, freshman with a with a big homer. But that's like he's a freshman. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying like he's they're playing freshman, which is pretty super talented, whatever, but. At the end of the day, he's still a freshman. You know, like there's other things that yeah. you still like, all right, maybe I don't know like how deep they are, but yeah, uh, you know, it's another DP guy. Dos yeah. Palace relationship. So Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Jake a little bit and he was actually uh, he you know, early early predictions, early thoughts, but he was kind of speculating that a Bakerfield team might might win it this year. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I know the, talking with um, coaches, uh, they said like Liberty and Stockdale are talented. They're yeah. two of their, from what I've been told, they're two of maybe not the top two teams. Yeah, Jake section. Jake said Liberty is, is good and they have a kid named Cutter Coffee who's absolutely legit. Uh, and he even said, even mentioned Frontier. So okay. They're very good with, with two really, really good arms. So um, yeah, he said Buchanan should roll through the track. Clovis West is very good, um, but very young. So yeah, they got a lot of uh, they got some you know juniors, juniors. Uh, Tyler's only Patrick's only a sophomore. Yeah, there are a lot of sophomore juniors. Uh, they got a lot of guys who've already like committed. Um, got to give a shout out to uh, my buddy's nephew Munster. Uh, guy just rakes, hits yeah. bombs. So yeah, it'll be uh, definitely be interesting. Um, but the one thing about baseball, you got a hot pitcher, man. Yeah, you can shut down hot bats. Yeah, no kidding. You can ride. You can ride a kid on the mound for a long time. Yeah, take you big, take you a lot of long ways. And then just depending on how you set up that rotation, you know, that's uh, I think that's the key. But well, you bet your club is west there. I think at some point soon we're uh, we might be able to sit down and chat a little bit with uh, with the head coach over there. So yeah, with uh, KP yeah, uh, I think. talking about baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. KP does unbelievable things. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think here in the future, you know, we've already reached out to him. Have him, some of his players come on. Uh, they've already said when the time's right, they can come on the radio show and yeah. stuff. So yeah, it'll be good that. stuff. It'll be fun to be fun to talk to KP there. I've uh, out, ever since he he coached my brother way back in the day, yeah. the one year he was in Madeira, but I haven't I haven't really sat down with him ever since then. So it'll be, it'll be good times. No, nah, he's a great guy. Yeah. So um, and then yeah, his son's absolute stud, uh, stud catcher. So yeah, and uh, you unbelievable know, quarterback, too. a great quarterback too, two sport guy. So. Uh, yeah, that's got to be next level coaching for him, right? He's been coaching for a long time, but to now get to do it right through his uh, his son's prime and get to coach his kid there, that's got to be next level. It's just a lot of fun. So yeah, and I was trying to figure out if uh, CP is still 
the Valley's all-time hits leader. Huh. I know when he when he left Clovis High, he was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's still that. And I was like, ooh, Tyler got some big shoes. We need to get a we need to do a podcast with Bob Barnett someday and break down some of those records. Yeah, I just didn't know if that had been you know obviously it's two thousand. It's been yeah, twenty. It's been a while. Twenty two years. I didn't know if there's a kid who has broken that record. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I could you could see a kid like maybe Jason Donald. Um, we've had yeah. tons of good kids come through. So yeah, and then you know you look at CPs, just two national championships. <laughs> that's all I got to say right there. All time. That's not a bad little. No, it's not a bad little. Um, high school career. You know you got a good program when you're not just hanging, uh, not just putting league championships or valley championships on the scoreboard. You got national championships. Yeah, got got a few of those going around in the in, the, in Clovis Unified. So yeah, and that's you know there's uh, baseball super in I baseball super super talented in this area and people talk about right like talk about sports all the different sports but I literally like besides wrestling I would say. Baseball is probably the second most dominant sport in this section. I would put wrestling first, and then I would put baseball second. Yeah, I would absolutely agree, which, you know, you mentioned wrestling. It gets back to the old thing, of like, how can Fresno State not keep a program, right? Yeah. But, I mean, baseball is just as good as, as far as Valley talent, and Fresno State makes its living. Batesville stays good by keeping kids home. Yeah. I mean, he he gets a lot of those kids from Clovis Unified and Buchanan and – um, that's how he stays relevant. That's how they, they stay good at Fresno State is by keeping, you know, keeping these Valley kids. No, for, you know, no, yeah, for sure. And um, it's super talented. And, you know, you talk about keeping uh, people home, keeping them close by. But I would say Fresno City, right? Like yeah, what uh, Coach Scott is doing. We, uh, congratulations, I'm, by the way, I'm Coach Scott. I'm glad Scott. you went there because, uh, man, we got to mention it. We have to talk about that. Uh, unreal. Yeah. How is uh you think how many junior colleges are there in the state of California? And the all time leader in wins from a head coach is right here, Fresno City College, Ron Scott. I mean, it's unreal. Congrats to huge congratulations to Coach Scott. Yeah. Um just you know, like because you think about it too, in baseball, especially baseball and junior college, you only get two years, and then with baseball, they can get drafted. Yeah, out of junior college, so you could have a kid, and then he could be gone after his friend. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what's remarkable and unbelievable is just how quickly you know these guys can they can be gone, they can be off. But um, yeah, he can never ever let up when it comes to recruiting because he has to have unbelievable classes every year to sustain the success. Yeah, it's uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. And I mean, just what a family, right? I mean, his kids, Amanda Scott. Right, mm-hmm. all-time Fresno State champion, softball pitcher, um, just an incredible, you know, success story that she was. His other daughter, Courtney Scott, was <laughs> D one as well. So yeah, Courtney was unbelievable, and uh, you know, Courtney's getting it done right now too. I mean, she's a D one head coach at yeah. uh, was it Arkansas? I think so. I think yeah, she's at Arkansas, and she's getting it done out there right now too. So yeah, I mean, huge success, uh, really awesome. Uh, what the what the whole family's doing there? So. Um. Yeah, that was really, really, really cool moment there. I saw the uh, the moment it happened. At least I saw a video of the the game tying the record tying win. Okay. Um. But yeah, crazy. Just I mean, he's unbelievable. The guys that have come through his program. I mean, you just it's unbelievable. 
Ted Lilly went to the big leagues, right? Like Marcus Walden in the big leagues now. I mean, it's just a huge list. Andy Underwood is now the Madera high coach, but he was in the minor leagues for a long time. Jason Wood, um, man, it's just we're just barely, barely scratching the surface there. But unbelievable program, huge congratulations there. But yeah, other news. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna chat with with Gabe Camarillo, and uh, we're gonna break down the uh, you know the the basketball world. You know, a little preview of the playoffs here. So. We're going to do that right now. Gabe, how are we doing today? Thanks for calling in and uh, and joining us here to break down the playoffs. Hey, how are you doing, Daniel and Jason? I love talking to you guys, whether it be on the air, off the air. Always a good time to talk hoops, especially now that we're reaching February madness, you can call it. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Yes. It, and madness it is, man. Uh, how, what was your reaction when the uh, when the playoffs, when the brackets came out and, I mean, if it's any, if I imagine your phone was kind of like ours, where it was just text messages going out, like what is going on? Yeah, similar to what you guys dealt with. I mean, you guys had the pleasure of having head coach Brad Rosnowski on the show literally hours before yeah. um, the brackets dropped. So I think the sign off, Jason, you had to Brad was good luck against St. Joseph's. And <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? I would have said the same thing because I think we all thought San Joaquin Memorial was going to be the three seed. St. Joseph was going to be the two, and they were going to duke it out in Santa Maria for a spot in the Open Division Championship. But when the brackets were revealed, we saw San Joaquin Memorial as the four seed, and Clovis North, which was on the bubble for a lot of this season, if they were going to make it an Open or fall to D1, they're the three seed now. They're going to play St. Joseph in Santa Maria, and we're going to see a Clovis West Memorial rematch at the Eagles Nest on the Saturday. So I think that that was the biggest surprise. But it's not much of a surprise when you look into why it happened. I think the biggest factor was common opponents. Because Clovis North and Memorial never played each other, and they were supposed to remember. Because the Modesto of, Christian game is what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they were, they, this could have been avoided if Clovis North and Memorial played each other. But they never did because of COVID issues yeah. in the Memorial program. They couldn't reschedule it. So it fell to the common opponent tiebreaker. Modesto Christian beat San Joaquin Memorial but lost to Clovis North. So Clovis North, therefore, I think, because it was so close to ratings, leaped over San Joaquin Memorial and became the three seed. No, that makes sense. Like, I just, I think, I guess the biggest thing I think was, because, right, like, if you're within, like, a point or two, then they start looking and all that stuff, right? Like, their point, the ratings and stuff. I don't, I guess I didn't, I don't know, I didn't think they were that close. But. Yeah, I didn't either. But, you know, at the same time, like, you look at, I don't. You, I know they don't play a factor in this. Like Clovis North is like what eighteen and nine, I think. But you know they went down to the Damien tournament. Um, they were missing, you know, missing players because of COVID and stuff. You know they went zero and four or whatever. And you know that's you know they, you know worst case scenario if they, you know I'm saying worst case scenario if they have everyone there, they at least probably go two and two, right? So that puts them at twenty and seven, right? Where San Juan Memorial is twenty two and six. Like then it could be, you know, I don't know. I'm just. I look at it as we look at the semifinals and I'm just saying for my own selfishness, like you look at the headlines, right? Like it would have been Clovis West versus Clovis North round four matchup four, right? Like two of the three games were really good games, right? Now you have a fourth opportunity. Then the other semifinal is St. Joe San Joaquin Memorial rematch of the last section championship, right? Like at the end of the day, and this is kind of what I was talking with, uh, talked with Roz a little bit. And I talked with like coach Amundsen at Clovis North, like, at the end of the day, you got to beat two really good teams. 
So Yeah, exactly. And you got to beat them on the road. I mean, Memorial knew that they either had to go to that small gym in Santa Maria or potentially play Clovis West, which yeah. ended up happening in the Clovis West gym, which, I mean, you're, you're to play against a Vance Walbert coach team on the road, that's a tough task, especially in the playoffs. I think that's a totally different ask for these players, but I think they're up to the challenge. And I know, Daniel, you were there as long as, along with me, who, when Clovis West Memorial played the first time, I think Memorial wasn't at its peak yet. I think they were still trying to gel with that big three of Amari Caraway at point guard, Joseph Hunter as a wing, and Mike Davis down low. And I think that they've really matured over the season, not only off the court, but on the court. And, and they've really taken into their roles. Hunter's the go-to guy. I mean, they're going to feed Hunter. Davis can feed off of uh, missed rebounds. Uh, he can be second-chance points for and Amari Caraway makes the engine go. So I think that they've really established their roles. They're much more organized than they were against Clovis West in December. So don't put it past Memorial to make this a really close game. I think both these games will be really close, actually. I don't... Ooh. Ooh. I... Okay, so, okay, so let's talk about St. <laughs> Joseph-Clovis North, because I know that's what you're going to say. I was at the Clovis North-St. Joseph game in December, right? Yeah. This is when Clovis North was coming off of that triple overtime loss to Clovis West. Yep. And they just beat Modesto Christian in that same tournament. So this was, a we would say, a, a peak Clovis North team, right? Before yep. they went to the Damien Classic the next week with COVID. That Clovis North team led St. Joseph in the third quarter. And you may look at St. Joseph and see their size and be like, can Clovis North match up to that? I tell you, Clovis North still has three of the best guards you'll find in the central section with Nico Jones, Jordan Espinoza, and, of course, the super sophomore, Connor Amundsen. I think those three guys and their speed – they can really outrun a St. Joseph team that, to be honest, doesn't have a lot of depth. I mean, they have their big three, Jay Roman, yeah. Louis Marin, and Tunde Yusufu, but after that, kind of similar to Memorial, they don't have really have a lot of depth, whereas Clovis North does. So I think Clovis North, if they just play their style, you know, swarming defense, they, they forced a lot of half-court turnovers against St. Joseph. If they can do the same in this rematch, I think it'll be close, but... I get your hesitation because St. Joseph has been so dominant the past two months. Well, I, I look at it as it's going to be in St. Joe's. Like, and I think, right, like first time St. Joe's played Clovis North, I feel like they were overwhelmed with the speed, the tempo, right? Like you kind of, you get to see that speed and tempo. You know, like you're a little, you're, you're ready for that pace the second time around. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's where I look at it as, okay, I think, right? Like I kind of look at like, Obviously, right, it's the athleticism and it's going to, I think it all depends on how Clovis North shoots the ball, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Can't, if, if they have an off shooting night, like, it could get ugly. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. And that was, that was a big thing to watch in that Clovis North St. Joseph game was Clovis North could not score in the paint. Tunde Yusufu is the real deal. He's a freshman, six foot six, uh, averaging a double double with points and rebounds. And he had, to my count, five blocks, five dunks over Clovis North. Um, and that's going to be another big X factor because St. Joseph's going to dominate the paint defensively, offensively. Clovis North's going to have to get their scoring from the three-point line. And if they don't get it, then it's, it might be a blowout. But I, I, I like to think that it's going to be closer than that because, I mean, Tony Amundsen, he's been here before. The, Clovis North's been here all three years, so they know what to expect. Yeah, I want to jump on that, that aspect too right there. One thing we know about Clovis North is that with Tony Amundsen, they get up for big games, right? I mean, we know they know how to play big games. That's why they always start the season better. They always seem to start the season hot because they're playing bigger-name opponents. 
Um, so, and again, they've been in the, they've been here before in the open division. Um, uh, so who knows? I, I'm not saying they can pull off the win, but can they? Hopefully, they can keep it close and make it an exciting exciting game. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think that overall, the open division is going to have two quality games and. It looks like if both favorites went out, Clovis West, St. Joseph in the championship game, I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we get there because you could have a memorial or Clovis North pull off the upset. But I can tell you, both these teams, Clovis West, St. Joseph, seem like they're on the collision course just of how well they're playing. Are you talking about the last two months. boys and girls, or are you just talking about boys right now? How about boys and girls? Yeah, I mean, why not? They're both the one and two seeds in both, yeah. in both genders. So I, I do think, yeah, you can have a Clovis West, St. Joseph open division championship doubleheader. Uh, in two Saturdays, but you know what, guys, let's not get ahead of ourselves because I don't want to disrespect St. SJM or Clovis North. No, I do yeah, we have a puncher's chance. I think really, like remember the last time Memorial and Clovis no- or Clovis West played, Tyus Parrish Tillman had probably his best game of the season, and he mm-hmm. neutralized Mike Davis. And yeah. that's where Mike Davis can't have another performance like that, and Caraway has to like he has to have a good game, like if. If it's just JoJo Hunter, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if Memorial's just trying to rely on JoJo Hunter, then obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to, they're losing that game. But if, like you said, if Mike Davis can be Mike Davis, like we've seen the Mike Davis all year, and then if Caraway can just, you know, he has to be able to hit not timely shots, be that third, that third headed monster, then I, you know, I think Clovis, I think Memorial can pull off that upset over Clovis was. I don't think Mike Davis will have a repeat performance of what he did against Clovis West simply because the past week without Joseph in the lineup, Mike has been the guy. And so I think it's been valuable for SJM to have time without Joseph Hunter. Obviously, you want your best player on the floor, but now you're seeing guys like Mike Davis spread offensively. I mean, guys like Amari Caraway, both guys at career highs hey, without, jo- without Joseph Hunter in the, on the Gabe. lineup. But- Madera South and Madera, is a, they're different opponents compared to Clovis West. Like, I'm not I trying understand. to do you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying like, to, and, like, that's my thing is, too, is, like, nothing against San Joaquin Memorial, but, like, and I love Roz, and, like, I'm not going to knock their winning streak, but the track, you look at the track compared to the C-Mac, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the games, like, who's preparing who? Like, you look at Central. Central is probably the most athletic team in this section. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, like, you just look top to bottom in the league, like, Lozano, I love you at Madera, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's apples and oranges, right? Like, well, and specifically with Mike Davis, they don't Madera Madera so don't have anybody, yeah, that kind of size. And that's do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where like I wonder like the meaningful games, like a like obviously Roz is going to have them prepared. They're going to play, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing where it's like, all right, it's it's another level, right? Like you're playing Clovis West. There's another speed. There's another tempo that. They have Memorial hasn't seen for quite a long time, and there That's could be fair. a shock. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's another big in the section quite like Tyus Paris Tillman. I mean, there's not a lot of bigs in the section. Period. Right? Can you think of one guy that is necessarily a big like Tyus or Mike? I think they're two of a kind. They're like dinosaurs. Let's be honest. Like you know, the game where the game's going. You know, like yeah. I mean, I remember Terry Miller two years ago. Like yeah. guys like that. They're He's balling they're out of COS, by out. the way. He's absolutely balling out. Oh yeah, out I love Terry. COS. Scary Terry, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love that guy. But like guys like Terry and Tyus and Mike, they're they're not they're not as common anymore. So I, I think it's hard to to judge Mike and say he's not playing top talent or a similar opponent because there really is only one Tyus Paris Tillman, and he's faced him once and. You mentioned how he struggled a little bit, but I mean, I'm sure Mike has been stewing about that for two months. So no, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, 
it's it's Clovis West is going to bring another right. Like there's a reason why they go on runs in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, right? Like they're they're the most conditioned team in this. Like Vance always makes sure their team's the most conditioned team. And like let's be honest, like how many like what meaningful really like there's only been a handful of meaningful games that Memorial has really had to play. Like on like a lot of their games, they've been able to just roll the balls out in their league. They have at least four games in league where they can just roll the balls out. That's fair. You can also make the argument the best team that Clovis West has beaten all year is San Joaquin Memorial. The highest rated team on max preps that Clovis West has beaten all year are the Panthers. I mean, Clovis North, they had three wins, so you can say those are also key wins, but looking at Clovis West on conference schedule, yeah, they played an athletic central team, but if you're going to use the argument that SJM schedule is a little softer, no, I'm just saying league. I'm, played. I mean, SJM played Long Beach Poly, right? No, no I understand that, but classic. but my thing is, what have you played in the last 10 games? Like, it's one thing to say, but you are what you are. Like, I can go through and, like, schedule a tough... And that's what Roz... Roz plays against some of the best teams, but I'm just saying, like, there becomes a component where you become lackadaisical. They're, they're, like, you have to... And Roz does a great job of fighting that. Right, like, hey, here's the bigger picture. Like, they did it last year, right? Like, they go through, they blow out everyone in the league, and they have to find, all right, like, we have to fight that complacency. Like, you have to do that. Like, but I'm just saying, like, it's going to be a little bit different. Like, you have JoJo Hunter who's had COVID. Like, he's coming back. Like, he's mid. Like, we don't know how his wind is going to be. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that, that, you have to take in that accountability. Like, there's those things that, like, all right, like, how great conditioned are they when you're not playing four quarters of, basketball every game that's all i'm trying to say <clears throat> all right well let's uh let's ex- go down here a little bit and let's take a look at division one and uh man top seeded bakersfield christian in division one can they make a run can they really pull this off you know you love to see a guy like garrett brown vouch for his team to not be complacent and stay in d2 or d3 get a d1 seed and get the number one seed in d1 that just that, that makes me happy to see it um, I was talking to Garrett on Saturday after the seeding, and he's like, you know, he gave me the Kobe line, job's not done, job's not done. They, they want to win it all. They wanted their three-peat, and they wanted it in D1. So looking at their matchup against Buchanan, they played them earlier in the year. They beat Buchanan by five, but that was a very different-looking Buchanan team, obviously. Yeah. We all know that they've been missing some players. Uh, some players have left the program. So I think that's a nice favorable draw for Vegas for Christian, but we were just talking about them. Central, I think is the sleeper, right? Yep. They're the number three seed below yep. the two Bakersfield teams. I, I think that what I think, Greg Streets has going on over there with Ladanian Streets, the Streets brothers, the, the Green brothers, I, I think that just length all over the floor. They gave Clovis West a heck of a game. I mean, they really should have won that one. Um, I think they could easily come out of the bottom portion of the bracket and play Bakersfield Christian in the championship game. I I I agree with you. I think Central comes out of that bottom bracket. Um, Clovis East is that's a game I feel like for Bakersfield Christian. That's like they Clovis East and what Wiggins does and how hard they play. Like that's a game that you know what I'm saying. Like I feel I feel like that's a game right there. That that if Bakersfield Christian can lose Clovis East, like that could be the game they could lose. Just how yeah, well, how, but they're missing Camden Thompson though. Like they're not gonna have Camden Thompson for the rest of the year, and that's that's a big loss for them. I like who they have with Jamison Cowings, and I, I think they have a couple of good shooters. But I think the loss of Camden Thompson for Clovis East, I mean, Independence is also not a bad team either. You might see Independence pull off the road upset, and Independence has beaten Biggest for Christian before this year. So yeah. 
I mean, that's not an easy game for Vegas for Christian, but I mean, to no disrespect to Adrian Wiggins, you're absolutely right. He does get the most out of his players, but I'm really interested to see, and I'll probably go to the game, how Clovis Cease is able to make up for the loss of Thompson against the Independence Falcons. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I watched I watched East play once this year over at the the Hoover HIT, and they didn't have Camden Thompson that day either. And they're it was a completely different team. I mean, without him, they're they're a shell of themselves. Yeah, so we'll see how that looks. I I know they played Central in the season finale, and Central won that game uh, pretty handily. So that, that's a tough loss for Clovis East and. And we'll see, but I, I'm really happy for Garrett Brown uh, to answer your first question. I do think that Vegas Road Christian versus Central is a likely D1 title yeah. game. And don't ask me to pick that one because that would be tough. I mean, you got, this, like I said, the Streets boys, the Green boys. That's uh, Baker's Road Christian's, really well. Christian's like weakness is the height. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's if, you know, like their height, like Central is going to limit them one shot, you know, and that's uh, – that could be the deciding factor. Yeah, the good news there is that Central would have to go all the way down to Bakersfield Christian uh, and play down there. But you're right; I, I, that would be a that would be a heck of a D1 finals right there. That'd be a lot of fun if we if we can get. And I like that. I like that because if it was at Sound Arena, Bakersfield Christian would be the number one seed and have to drive up to Fresno yeah. and play Central on um, basically in their home arena because Central is going to have their large contingent of fans in Selland. So, you know, people have been talking about how there's no Selland and that's kind of a bad thing. Well. Thanks for Christian earned the one seed and they earned home court advantage. And now Fresno teams are going to have to go to their court and, and drive that two hour drive for the six, six, one. No. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be uh no. Yeah. Baker's for Christian super talented. I love their guards. I absolutely love their guards. All right. Let's talk about D two. Let's talk about the team that's lost the last two games as the one seed. <laughs> yeah. About that. Right. You wonder, you always hear, well, what, what are teams going to do when they project it to be in certain spots? I don't think my winnies did it on purpose, though, Jason. No, I don't. I don't either. Like they've, you know, it's the second half of the league is always tough, right? They lost uh, to Lamore and Redwood, right? I believe. Yeah, they did. But and, you know, my Winnie, they there's a reason why they were undefeated for so long, and so I think they're right where they should be. I, I don't think they were an open team, definitely not. I don't think they were a D one team, but D two against some of the talent in that bracket. I mean, they could potentially come out of the top portion, but I don't know. There's some teams there that I'm looking at that I just like. I just watched Hoover play. Tizel Archie's going to have his guys ready to play, and I know they're a lower seed, but they could make a run. You can call yeah. it a Cinderella run through the bracket. Um, Sunnyside's pretty decent. Yeah, I like I, Sunnyside. I, Sunnyside has a lot of talented athletes. but A lot of the football guys are playing basketball, so their star quarterback, Tanner Wilson, He's on the court diving for balls. Uh, C.J. Jones, Malachi Barnes, like all these guys are key players for the Wildcats that double as football stars. So you just have to give them the edge in some matches because of their athleticism. So a lot of different talented teams. I haven't seen Matt Winnie play in person. I know you have, Daniel, but I I think Matt Winnie maybe has the shooting to take down any team. I know Carter Glick is a a really sharp shooter for them, but – yeah, I mean, really interested to see how Matt Winnie's able to shake off two losses at the end of league play. And I, I made the joke at the beginning. Obviously, it's a joke, but yeah, Matt Winnie, it's it's funny because they were undefeated for so long and people were so worried about them potentially making open. Um, but as soon as they lost the first game to Lamore, it became very obvious they were going to be in Division Two. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised either. The number three seed, Lamore, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a deep run too. They're very well coached. Jo- Joel always does a great job with those guys, and they're playing. They're obviously playing good at the end of the year. You know, to knock off Mount Whitney this last week, and you know, nothing would surprise me there. They could make a run. Yeah, yeah I- absolutely. I mean, you got to give any team that beats Mount Whitney and breaks the undefeated season is a good team. So absolutely, Lamore definitely a team to watch. And then you know, if, if Redwood beats Edison, we're gonna get an immediate rematch there, Mount Whitney Redwood in the second round. I feel like there's going to be a lot of upsets. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of upsets in D2. Or, yeah, D2. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's something important I wanted to mention. D1, you don't really see a lot of upsets. Maybe the five over the four independents over Clovis East. But definitely in D2, with it being a 16-team bracket, you could see something crazy happening. I mean, Matt Winnie might lose the first game. You never know. I mean, that's how even I think this Division Two is. And as, as, much, as much flack as this playoff format gets i do think that it does deliver a lot of close matchups well gabe anything else uh, jumping out at you from the other divisions maybe the girls what's uh, what else is on your mind yeah d1 girls silent key memorial picks up the four seed um that's going to be interesting they play against clovis east as the five and then if buchanan defeats forgetti then you get a buchanan sjm rematch we saw that game play out earlier the buchanan girls won but i, I hear that sjm had a couple girls missing in that matchup so if those girls are back, I'm thinking of Asha Shira. I think is one of them, right? Yeah. Um, they're gonna be, they're gonna might be a road favorite in that one, just because Metal of the is healthy. Metal wasn't healthy. Metal was healthy. Yeah, she wasn't healthy last yeah. time they played. Um, like, I, I think Sound King Memorial is the second best team in girls basketball in this section. I I don't think many people would disagree with you, Jason. I I think that Meadow is really good. I, she's the reigning Valley Player of the Year for a reason. Um, you have Asha Shra, Alexis Willis. I mean, so much, so much talent on that SJM girls team. They, like I said, they might be the road favorite against Buchanan. I, I do like what Adam Wall has going on over there, but I just watched Buchanan play Clovis West, and I, I put SJM probably below Clovis West in terms of talent, but it's really, really close. I, I think, do think after watching Clovis West beat Buchanan, I think SJM could beat Buchanan um, just because of the talent and size that they have. So. You might see SJM as the four seed in Division One uh, run the table, and then on the bottom portion of the bracket, I think Central's the two seed, yeah. and Clovis High is the six seed. I know Clovis High has beat him twice already. Over Central, yeah, exactly. So you might see Clovis High and Cooper Steele, who you just had on your show on yeah. Saturday. You could see those guys also maybe putting putting together a couple upsets. Yeah, so it'll be yeah it'll be interesting. Uh, the open. We know who that's going to, so we don't even really need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but I just think, like I said, games have to be played, but a Clovis West St. Joseph doubleheader next Saturday uh, will look really good on both schools as kind of the two basketball powerhouses the last couple of seasons. That would be a lot of fun to get the boys, you know, have the exact same matchup between the girls and the boys at the same place, doubleheader. Man, that would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, Gabe. Well, uh, you got to get back to class. We're gonna let you go, but <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on and helping break it down, helping us break it down. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. All right. Thanks, that? Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. All right, that was Gabe Camarillo. Man, kind of does everything, right? He's uh, writes for the Clovis Roundup. He's with ESPN Radio now, doing his doing that thing, and uh, he's all over the place these days. So yeah, thank huge thanks to Gabe for coming on, helping us break down the playoffs, and uh, we're gonna get right to. What we did on location the other day, out at uh, we were at we were at Rayburn Middle School, 
and uh, watching the middle school all-star games. So we had Demetrius Porter. We had Athena Tomlinson. The girls' MVP, Niley Gregory. Steve Perkovich. Yeah, we had Steve Perkovich come join us. And then so, uh, John Egan. And John Egan, one of the coaches there, uh, one of the boys' teams there. So, yeah, good stuff. Had uh, some interviews there. And uh, just, again, fair warning, the audio is much different in here. It was <laughs> loud. It was a noisy gym. Crazy environment, but uh, we did the best we could. So uh, hopefully you can uh, understand and then at least hear these interviews. So here we go. This was uh, out at the middle school all-star game right here. All right, off the bench podcast, Jason. We got the man, the myth, the legend joining us right now. The guy responsible for putting this show on, Demetrius Porter. How you doing today, Demetrius? I'm, I'm doing great, man. Uh, what a great Saturday to get to see a bunch of young talent and the future of Fresno playing against each other. No, this is an awesome event, man. Awesome event. No, it, it's great. Uh, you know, you get to see the future of Fresno right now. That, that, that's the big thing, and then sometimes we forget about the elementary and middle school, and so I want to make sure they got their recognition too. Absolutely. Was that, I mean, you started this event, it, it was a couple years ago, right? Yeah. You guys took last year off. Yeah, the COVID had hit, so we yeah. didn't get to do it last year. But the middle school kids, they look forward to this event now. You know, the first time I did it, I didn't know how it was going to take, but uh, I had a couple of kids already ask, like, are you doing this next year? So yeah. it might have to be continue on. Oh, for sure. I think it's got to be an every year thing now. Oh, I mean, it's proven to be hugely successful. You, two years ago at Hoover, it was it was packed. The place was crazy. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, everybody can hear it in the background noise right now. It's a, the environment's crazy right here. Yeah, no, it's great. We have you guys out here. We have some great media. Uh, my former teammate, Randy Holcomb, flew in from Texas uh, to scout some of the kids and put them on his uh, scouting service. Uh, so, I mean, it's a good thing for these guys. No, like, I know you, Michi, you're a hooper. I know you wish you would have had one of these games back in your day when you were in junior high. Absolutely. I, I would love to have one of these things uh, for myself so I could have showed everybody I was better than Shannon Swillis. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the environment, I mean, everything about this, you got the music, the DJ, and just the high-level talent, man. This the, the All over the place in this gym. We just got Todd and talking to the... Uh, the eighth grade girls MVP, Niley Gregory, and she went off. Oh, she went crazy. I remember I looked at the score. It was like 20 to 6, and she just refused to lose. Uh, she just went on a scoring tear. She's one of the best eighth graders I've seen in a while. Her, uh, Yasmin, um, and uh, Sadie. So they all played very well. It was tough selecting the MVP. No, I, I I told Daniel three weeks ago when you started talking to us about this, and I was like, oh, and I found out now he was playing, I was like, she going to be the MVP. I I might be biased, though. I yeah. could be biased. You know, you know, there's a lot of kids with talent, but she has a it factor. Like, she's just tough. Yeah. She's mentally tough. You know, uh, she's, we, we, we allow her to play against some of our 15s, 16s, and she don't fear them at all. Hey, Coach Taylor getting a good one at Roosevelt. Huh? Coach Taylor's going to get a good one at Roosevelt. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. She will be the future. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's the leading scorer in Roosevelt history. After that. <laughs> Thank you so much, because I just said that not yeah. too long ago. Not, even, said it not, minutes not ago. even a question. She's going to be the leading scorer to ever come out of Roosevelt. All right, so Meech, 
two years ago, first time you did this event, mm-hmm. your girls all star was Athena Tomlinson. Yes, and we've seen yes. what she's done in high school already. Yes, I mean, yes. it was no no, no uh, surprise. She, she had actually one of them night games. I remember her team was down and she completely took over the game. Yeah, she completely took over. That's when you knew she was going to be special. Yeah, she put it on that night over at Hoover and uh, really showed what she could do. And that was my first time ever seeing her against some high-level competition because she had played a ton out of Fresno, but not not as much in Fresno. Yeah, no, she hadn't played a lot, but, you know, she's small, so she plays with a chip on her shoulder, you yeah. know what I mean? And you just love that type of fire. Um, again, that, th- those type of players, her, Nye, and some of these girls, to see them have that Michael Jordan-type Mamba, Kobe Mamba mentality, to, to refuse to lose and, and be willing to take uh to take on that responsibility is great. So how do we how do you know how do you pick the players? How do we get the players into this game? So I, I go around. I talk to middle school coaches. I, I get their opinion. Let them nominate. Then I talk to some of the AAU coaches. I talk to a little bit of everybody. And you know some of the names were the same. So then I knew because I, I I hadn't seen everybody. You know even yeah. the, the kids in Visalia, the kids in Merced, Bakersfield. So. You know, I, I reached out to some of my basketball contacts and, and got the list, the name of some kids, and, and brought them out. Now, this is a great event. And this is, once again, I tell you, Michi's, man, he, if, if you're the man, man, you control, like, you have the best fingerprints on the game. You're controlling this thing, man. It's unbelievable what you're doing, what you're doing for this community. You no, know, man, it's everything I wish I had, I'm trying to give to these kids. You know what I mean? I, I wish we had a middle school all-star game. You know, I wish we had the trainers, the things that these kids have. Uh, they don't. But, you know, just being recruited, I understand what it's going to take. And so I'm telling these kids, let's build your resume now. Well, I think the best thing is, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times these kids, you know, like, you don't, you, they don't know each other. They don't, they don't get to see. So, like, you get to find out, all right, like, how good am I really, and what 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 holes are in my game, and what do I need to fix if I want to be the best in Fresno or be the best in this section? Absolutely, and what it does really is it brings all the districts together. Yeah, you know, sometimes like Fresno Unified are just starting right now, so they probably will never play at Clover School, yeah. the Central School. So it's, it's good to bring them all in one gym and see what's in the whole valley, not just in uh, in their district. Yeah. Now, Michi, we're watching the eighth grade boys right now, but who? Uh, tell us about the seventh graders a little bit. We missed those ones. Yeah, the seventh graders. Uh, it was a great game. Ashton Thompson got MVP from uh, Rayburn. He's just a rare talent. Six three, dunking the ball. Got some got skill set that can shoot the three, handle the ball. So he's uh, he's gonna be a special one. We had Ty Shark, uh, Chris, and uh, Stacy Shark's son, who I'm always messing with, telling him that they're, they're still better shooters than him. So it, 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 it's fun. I, hell, I even got to see my son out there a little bit. Um, so it, it was just good to have them all on the same court and enjoying each other. How'd your son I, I, shoot I got, it? He, he, had, he had 10 points. He, he did well. I was a little nervous at first. He, you know, he don't make many ex- uh, facial expressions, so I don't be knowing what he's thinking sometimes. <laughs> you but, you, you want to have Coach Webb <laughs> teach him how to shoot? Nah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you who I'm going to have teach everybody how to shoot. There's a kid by the name of Spencer. He goes to the Kasner. He shoots that thing from outside. Like, he shot, he made, like, in practice the other day, he shot, made, like, four of them, like, one step in front of half court. And at first, I was like, yo, this is, he's crazy. And then he just kept going in. And then tonight, he missed the first two. And they was like, why is he shooting so deep? And then bang, 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 bang. They're like, oh, my God. He and might be the best shooter here. He's only in seventh grade. Seventh grade. Wow. I, I posted on Instagram yesterday the one he shot in uh, practice yesterday. It was about from the, the B. Oh, my goodness. You know, Steph Curry range. Best shooter in, in middle school. 
Okay, so I got to bring this. I told you this earlier off the air, but <laughs> Coach Webb called me. Von Webb called me. Uh, and Von Webb said, you know, y'all don't gone. want that smoke. You know where to find them. Y'all don't want that smoke. There, there has never <laughs> there has never been anyone in the history of basketball that said Webb had a strap. He <laughs> <laughs> said he was athletic and strong, never a jumper. <laughs> he has no chance. <laughs> That man, some he got it in his head that he's a better shooter than you, though. Yeah. No, he not only named Demetrius, he said Marcus West, Javance Coleman, Jamal oh, Baker. Jamal Baker. Oh, my God. God. oh my God, that is that is crazy. That is crazy. God love Web. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do with that buffoonery. <laughs> no, but I, I'm telling you guys, you're getting to see some of the. The best kids. I mean, these kids are. I, it's, it's like four, five, five. I saw like six kids in this game that's dunking in warmups. No, like, man. I saw six kids just on this court. Yeah. 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 This is how you know it's a great event when, like, you just look around and you see how many high school coaches, uh, varsity yeah. coaches, are here is at it, this yeah. event. It's a great recruiting tool for them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 they got to block me out. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you just look around and you see, like, we got Tony Amundsen. We got Craig Campbell. You know what I'm saying? Like you just look. You no, some Arch- big, big time coaches yeah. in here. Some big time coaches. Just all here watching and yeah, no, and it's good to have them in here to, to support these kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, a lot of these kids feed, feed into their school, and to see your, your head coach uh, in the stands is is, is uh, humbling. Yeah, that's a good point, Major. It's got to mean something for these kids when they're only in seventh and eighth grade. And their high school, their future high school coaches already yeah. taking the time to invest and to come in and watch them play. That's, that's big time. No, it is big time, man. Uh, and I mean, like I said, you can't, you know, like McKay. Love McKay. He gets to look up in the stand and not only see his future high school coach, but dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Coming from an Amazon family, like that's you. Hey, Meech, talk about uh, number 72 out here, Jackson. What's, what's it, what do we got to look forward to in this kid? Jackson, you know, Jackson is he's still finding his way, but Jackson is a beast. Like, Jackson Jackson could possibly be one of the next Jalen Greens we're talking about. I mean, he's, he's got he's, that one thing you can't teach, right? Yeah, he's 6'7 with a size 18 shoe. Like, it's funny, me and his dad was talking. He was like, man, I can't seem to find no running shoes in 18s. Man, you got to go to Marshalls, man. <laughs> Somewhere, you know. Oh, playing a little point forward, too? Yeah, yeah. No, he's a great passer. Like, I get him, I get on him because I want him to shoot more. I'm like, hey, man, we don't need you to lead us in assists. Wait, he's going to need to be, these next four years I close high, he's going to need him to be shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. he might have to do it all these next couple years. Yeah, no, nah, he, yeah, he's a very talented. He can shoot the three. He can handle the ball. Got great footwork. You know, what's funny is his body hasn't really even caught up to him yet. He still has a 13-year-old body. You know, when, oh, yeah. when, when, when to his uh, puberty kicks in, then it's going to be a different a problem. When he can him. actually, like, put weight on and get yeah, muscle. Yeah, and... When he actually strong enough to carry a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Meech, I, this, seriously, this event is, is next level, man. It's uh, I, I really hope that we that it's always is here, right? It's, yeah. it's, this needs to be a Central Valley yeah. tradition. And, and I have to thank you guys because you guys are doing a great, great job for the Central Valley with, with just promoting and having uh, coaches and players on your, your 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 podcast and just being here. All we hey. do is talk, man. That's all we do is talk. Hey, you know what, though? <laughs> These kids listen to talk, and you know, to have you guys here, I guarantee you they're happy and uh, really thankful that you guys here. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time out of your day to join us, and uh, we're going to watch some basketball. This Thank is fun. you, fellas. All right. We 
are here at the middle school all-star game at Rayburn Middle School. Jason, we got a we got a special person with us right now, and uh, she's been putting it on all year. But uh, we got Athena Tomlinson today, and she was actually the MVP of this game two years ago, right, Athena? Yep, yep. It was a great event. Uh, got MVP and competed, so it was really fun. I'm glad to, you know, be able to come back and get back to the girls. Yeah, you were. Uh, did you? What did you do? Did you present the MVP this year? Um, yeah, we're presenting the MVP. We're also uh, 24/7 Foundation with my parents. We're gonna present the um, the academic award, which is yeah, we're gonna give the give a bag and a ball and a shirt to, to the two best academic people for the eighth eighth grade. Awesome! I love it. I love it. No, that's awesome. So you were the MVP of this. And you're probably going to be the MVP of the track. <laughs> <laughs> hoping, hoping. <laughs> hoping for it. She's working on that. You've had, yeah. a, you've had an unbelievable year. And have you ever seen the bracket? It just came out. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I actually okay. just looked at it. So we're going to be playing the Pomo next Saturday. So we're just, you know, looking forward to putting it on them. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, it should be good. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready for the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Y'all are going to win that one. Yeah, I, th but, I think you got them personally. Yeah, I think you got them too. But uh, the the one after that gets a lot more interesting. I think uh, you could be looking at St. Joseph's uh, and maybe a doubleheader with the boys. No, yeah. that's How cool is that, though, to be a part? Like, obviously, right now, Columbus West basketball is on top of boys and girls, and you guys want to be from here on out to, like, state. You guys could be just doubleheadering it all the way through. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty cool situation, though, with a doubleheader. The stadium is going to be packed, and we have a, such a great, you know, student section. They all come out and support. Uh, so it's going to be really exciting with all the teams are playing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. I, those doubleheaders are unbelievable, especially in the, in the Eagles' nest. It's You're right, the student section goes crazy. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Talk about your season a little bit. You guys have had a really good run. You've been all over the country, right? You played. You guys went to Texas this year. Arizona. Yeah, we started out in Arizona, so we went uh, four and one in that, and then in Texas we went um, four and two. So yeah. it's been an unbelievable season, even with the challenges we've had with COVID and injuries. We're still able to go out and compete and perform at a high level. Yeah, you guys have played some top-notch competition, and uh, looked like you really played some good teams in that Texas tournament. Yeah, the Texas tournament we played like the second or third-ranked um, team in the country, actually Conway. And so it was great to be on that floor with, you know, college coaches, NC State, North Carolina. It was a great environment to be in. Yeah, and you're already, you know, sophomore year, but you're already starting to hear from some schools, right? How's that going? Right, yeah. So I have offers from, you know, UCSB, UCSD, you know, ODU in Virginia, ASU, and I've had interest from, you know, a bunch of schools from NC State to UConn. So yeah. I'm just excited to see where the rest of my career will take me. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned you said USD, right? That's UCSD, a, yeah. That's one of your favorites right now, right? Yeah, their campus is unbelievable. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's hard, to, uh, it's hard to overlook San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable down there. My advice would be, even if you know where you're going to go, take all your visits. Take all your visits. Go and enjoy. Not many times you get to be wine and dine. Yeah. Go get wine and dine. Definitely an experience. <laughs> Definitely an experience. I love it. Yeah, there's not many times in life where everybody's going to be trying to do everything they can to convince you that, that they want you, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, talk about this game. Athena. A couple years ago, it was the first ever one, right? Yeah. And you got to play in the first one. 
They didn't do it last year, but if you were in the first one two years ago, what was this experience like? It was over at Hoover High School, packed gym. Yeah, the best thing I liked was the atmosphere. So even the atmosphere we got going on right now with the music and the commentating, and we've got pictures over there. So I think really it's a special opportunity for young athletes to come and be treated like they're, like how they really are, like they're really, like with their skill level and everything, they're treated according to that. So that's why it was such a great experience for me as a young player. Yeah. I Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a big time environment. I, you know, yeah, I'm sure everybody can hear it right now. The music's loud, it's pumping. It's a it's a fun time. Um, but man, I, we got playoffs coming up. It's, you know, I'm excited to see what you guys what you can pull too. off, right? It's it's that time of year. It's what you play for all year, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to be on our game. Got to be sharp. So we're just we're really really looking forward to you know <laughs> we got next as a Toya. My teammate, a Toya Bunker, be pulling up. <laughs> hey, Toy. You got the press press company right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's good stuff. We're excited to see what you can do this year. And, uh, uh, man, Athena, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, here we go. We are uh, we got another interview here. We're hanging out at the middle school all-star game. And, Jason, you just said we got somebody that's making you feel old right now. So, I've known Niley for a very long time. So, when I was coaching at Hoover, Niley was a kindergartner <laughs> in our youth program. So, you know, now her in eighth grade, it's, uh, yeah, definitely making me feel super old. Yeah, no no doubt, man. That's crazy. So Niley's dad was one of your, was coaching with you. Yeah, so I've known Niley's dad. So I got to know Niley's dad, Lance Gregory. Got to know him when I was coaching at uh, San Key Memorial. And uh, her dad, Lance, was coaching at Clovis West. Okay. And then, we you know, we've always connected. We played hoop. Like, we would play pickup basketball together, all that. And then um, Lance was the head coach at Fresno High. And then when I got the Hoover job, he was working at Hoover. And I was like, hey, this is an easy get and yeah. to bring him on. And so I've actually seen, you know, Niley, you know, like when – you know, dad was getting her like really. I think kindergarten is really yeah. when you started getting like really invested into basketball, yeah. and just been staying. On, and I told you when we talked about this game, I was like, the most person I'm most excited to watch is Niley Gregory. <laughs> well, she's gonna be a stud. Not only that, but he met you even predicted. I think the MVP. Oh, I said she's gonna be the yeah. MVP. <laughs> so you from kindergarten to today, where you know Niley, you showed out a little bit, named MVP of the game, right? Yes. That's awesome. So how how did you feel today? I felt good. It was a good game playing against all these girls that yeah. I've seen played. So pretty cool experience playing in playing in an environment like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not your normal game, huh? No. <laughs> so talk about that. What is it like? Because you know, like you've played a lot of basketball, right? Mm -hmm. You played your team basketball. You play your AAU basketball. Yeah. But what is it like playing all star basketball? Where a lot of these right, a lot of the girls you probably don't know or you don't really play much with, and so it's kind of. But it's also one of those games where you're trying to get your shine on. Yeah. So how do you balance all of that? Well, <laughs> um, I mean, I've seen all these girls play, but like, I know how to pick each one of them out, and it's easy for me to play against them. So, yeah. I was telling, I was telling Daniel here when we kind of were setting up, we're watching you, and I was like. I even told this to your dad. I'm like, you get to your spots like with ease. Like you were able to just get to your spots, and I'm like, I'm so excited to watch you for these next four years because this is like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? Two years ago, first game here, the MVP was Athena Tomlinson, yeah. and we've seen what she's done in her high school career already. Mm -hmm. You're next. Yeah. How exciting is that? 
It's really exciting uh, for me going to Roosevelt and knowing that I will be able to like play my game and not be a robot basically to yeah. get to the basket, score, pass the ball, make plays and stuff. Okay, and you just dropped the, you just said it right there, going to Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah, because I literally did not know where you were going to go. And so I was trying to figure that out. I was telling Daniel, I was like, I don't know where she can go. And then I talked with your dad, and you know, I was like, hey, where's she going? He's like, she's going to go to Roosevelt. I was like, I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's some big shoes to step into, though. They, yeah. I mean, they've had some a lot of success lately. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be exciting to be going into a program that's like, I mean, they're, they're, they're one of the teams doing it right now. Yeah. Coach Taylor, got to love that you're going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, Niley. So what, tell us about, did you guys get much practice coming into this game before this today, or did you guys get to practice as a team? Uh, we only got one practice before the game, so we learned all our offense, and we didn't really run, run much plays. Well, maybe one, but that's mainly it. Yeah, the play was get Niley the ball, let's be honest. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, it looked... Right, it's just watching you play. Just you're just the ease and just able to get to your spots, find your spots, and then you know, like just the making the correct reads. I was just, I was really so impressed with your game. It's just, I'm just like a happy. I'm just super thrilled and happy. Cause I, you know, I don't. First, I'll be honest. I didn't know much about eighth grade girls basketball, yeah. but I knew Nylee Gregory. And that's all I needed to know. <laughs> you predicted it, Jason. Several weeks ago, when we decided we were going to be here, you were like, "Well, I already know who the MVP is going to be." Yes, <laughs> it's my girl Nylee. So, yeah, it came true. Nylee backed it up. She proved it on the court. Um, you got anything else to say for us, Nylee? Yeah, I'm, 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 color me impressed. I, I, you, you impressed me today. Thank you. I just wanted to give shout outs to my family. Um, and God most all, uh, of all <laughs> to give me the ability to play basketball and score the ball. Well, we can't wait to see what 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 the future holds. Or we're, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna go on I'm gonna go on another limb right here. In four years. She's going to be the all-time leading scorer at Roosevelt for girls oh, basketball. Oh, my god! I'm putting that out there right That's now. The plan. I'm putting that out there right there. It's been said. I straight up, I said, too, I think when she's a senior, she's going to be the best basketball player in the section. Like, no, you told me you said that three weeks ago. I know. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> so far, I'm one for one right you're, now. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, Natalie, we can't wait. I can't wait to be to go to Roosevelt and watch you play, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens, how the future goes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. All right, Jason, we're out here at this all-star, middle school all-star game, and you never know who you're going to run into out here, huh? No, so we got Steve Perkovich, who coached one of the uh, eighth grade girls all-star teams. What people don't know is Coach Perk and I go way, way back to my junior high days, but Coach Perk also used to be the uh, Columbus High girls basketball coach. And so that's how Greg Clark kind of came into the mix okay. after Perk stepped down. But also people forget, you know, Perk used to coach a lot of different things. Perk coached some unbelievable teams at Kasner when he was the eighth grade boys coach. Not a bad not a bad couple teams there. Not a bad. When you have, uh, let's see, Chris Hernandez, <laughs> Jason Wahlberg, Tyrone Jackson, all, all D1 athletes, and they're all on your same team. Legends. <laughs> you Absolute know, legends. I, 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 they, they made me look really, really good. <laughs> It was all the coaching. It was oh, all, all the coaching. Oh, yeah, let me tell you, I, I just told him, hey, you're at the one spot, two spot, three spot, four spot, five spot, figure it out and go. And then, But that's also a good testament to when um, you know, Vance was there first, 
and set up the system. And uh, those kids, those kids come to the junior high level already knowing all the nuances of a two-two-one press, uh, the driving attack. Um, you know all the all the and also the special situations, the specialty plays, things like that. And uh, I mean, it's just. It, it it was a learning. It was all. It was always an education for me every day, seeing what was going on. So, all of those years made me much better. And um, yeah, I'm very thankful for being around kids like that and, and everybody else that I've had. Now, and you, you know, you went on later on, took over the girls' job at Close High. Did an absolute wonderful job. Thank you. You know, because when you took it over, let's be honest, the program was kind of in shambles. It was. Um, I, I, without without <laughs> sounding sounding too cruel, it was about as as low as probably you could get at one point, and I don't think too many people were interested in taking it. And I came in, um, I came in when I came over to the to the Columbus High area, and uh, I helped I helped uh, Paul Romig um, his last year there. I helped him in during the the spring summer. And so I got to know the girls. Um, and so when the change was made, and and I'm thinking, okay, is this something I really want to do? And I felt, uh, you know, the, those kids really need, they need some stability somewhere along the way. So uh, I went ahead and took it, and uh, we just changed the whole culture of the system. We went, we went to for more of a just kind of a, you know, flex offense to more of a. Uh, a real spread driving attack again you know the pressuring people you know the whole bit and, and just getting them to play and therefore getting everybody involved it just wasn't centering around one or two kids so we did that and then um, you know I think we were about anywhere from five to seven thousand dollars in debt and when I stepped down for Greg I left it with 15,000 in, uh, to work with and little hoopsters went from maybe 30 or 50 kids and I think when I left I think we we're at right around close to 200 oh wow. um, and um, you know getting 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 all the players get new equipment the fundraising so I, I don't think people real really understand and you know this too having been in it that there's so much that goes on in coaching behind the scenes and if I had stepped into a program the way I left it I probably would still be doing it but Having expended that amount of energy to get the program up to, you know, at least in the in the top anywhere from 50 to 70 in the state, um, and and just driving and driving, it, it it just it took a toll. So um, if I had just gone out for a year to recharge my batteries, that would have been fine. But uh, Greg came in, and boy, I tell you, we we had a, a real nice talk. Talked for about almost two to I guess almost three hours. And, and uh, went back to our administration said, yeah, this is it's a good guy. This is the guy for the job. So, um, but anyway, Greg, Greg really did it very well. And then he, you know, he's been out this year on a medical situation and, and Cooper Steele is yeah. doing a good job of, of uh, running it and, and uh, you know, keeping, keeping uh, an eye on the younger kids and getting them, getting them ready and, and that type of thing. So, you know, I wish I, it, it was, they, he's got, when he came in, he got really good assistance to help him, and and that was uh, that was a big big plus. So do you like so? How did you get involved with this the junior high all star game? Well, 
first of all, just in junior high itself, when I stepped down, I told Greg that I've got three years left before I retire completely, so I'll just go ahead and flip-flop my role. I'll, I'll articulate the junior high program for you, and then I'll do that for as long as I feel okay. Well, that's been now um, seven years, so, and, and I guess I still like teaching the game and being around it and being around the excitement and the youth and... And um, as far as this is concerned, um, I just got, I got, you know, the notification on social media about the game and whatnot. I thought, oh, that's really good. And I knew that uh, three of our kids got selected. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm probably going to go watch. And then Demetrius contacted me and asked me if I would want to be one of the two coaches to coach. And I said, sure. And uh, I am really... I'm really impressed with the with the talent level that's out there for the for the girls program. I mean, the boys the boys are phenomenal, also. Um, but man, I'm I'm really excited about the state of girls basketball out there. You walk into a room like this today and you realize the future is pretty bright, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had we had kids from you know not only the Fresno area, but from you know a little bit a little bit more maybe out, out in the Madera area, and uh, but a lot of lot of Valley players. And I tell you what, these kids, these kids are, are, are good. And, and, and the other thing is, they're all really good kids. They, they have good kids, they're quality character. Um, you can tell that they've been raised right. Um, you know, and in this crazy world that's going on, to be around an element like this that you just know and have a feel that, hey, it's, it's gonna be okay. And, uh, but I, I was really impressed with their um, abilities and their willingness to listen and and, uh, and just being very very respectful so that's awesome coach well seriously thank you for sitting down with us and uh, right. and chatting for a couple minutes that was awesome thank you and congrats on your uh, co-league championship yeah anytime you can win a league championship in girls basketball it, and that league something to be celebrated it was, it's it's been nice that's two in a row for us now so uh, we've got a We've got uh, you know, a competitive seventh grade group, but we've got a very, very good sixth grade group that's gonna come in. And uh, it's it's gonna be, so the future for us is pretty good right now. And uh, so I'll, I'll probably stick around for those kids that are coming in. So this then, three we'll years see. is now sounding like 10. Yeah, it's if, I did, ten math, if yeah. I, if I did my math correctly. So, yeah, it went from seven to 10 and, and everybody everybody I know says, you are crazy, You, I can't believe you're still doing this and whatnot. And, but, um, you know, it's 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 fun. I enjoy it. Hey, if you're having fun, don't. There's no reason to stop, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, and I get to see you guys. You know, <laughs> what, what better what better way to spend my afternoon? Love it. Awesome, coach. Thank you so much. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, we are out here at Rayburn Middle School today for the Exposure Sports Middle School All-Star Game, Jason. And uh, we got one of the coaches here with us, sitting with us right now. No, yeah, we, uh, not one of the coaches, probably one of the best trainers in this area. If you need <laughs> to get your game right, you need to call my man, Johnny, and you need to call him. You're too kind, Jason. You're too kind. <laughs> too kind. Way too kind, brother. I know what you do. Back in my Hoover days, man, you, I see you getting there on them Sundays and put them kids to work, man. I know what you do. I've seen it firsthand. Man, and after all these years, still doing it, huh? Still grinding, still grinding. I didn't want to, I, don't, I didn't even name drop. I could name drop some people, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, they know who they are. Yeah. 
One of them's probably one of the best shooters ever come out of this area, if not the best shooter to come out of this area, playing at UCSB. But I'm not going to drop any names. <laughs> not going to drop no names. He had a good night at uh, Bakersfield the other night, too. He did, he did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, six for nine, 18 points, good game. Yeah. Trying to get his confidence, get those minutes up so that that'll, the works. results will come. And, you know, you train a lot of them uh, girls that, you know, probably the best program in the uh, Girls basketball in this area. You train a lot of them girls too, so I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna name no drop. So I, it's, <laughs> hey, it's all on the resume. If you wanna, you know, I've been privileged and lucky to work <laughs> with some great athletes for sure. They let me push them. They let me push them. Yes. Yeah, that's good stuff. So we got John Egan here. John, how'd you uh, how'd you wind up getting involved in coaching this middle school officer team? Um, I actually am uh, the head coach at Rio Vista Middle School, so I had a couple of my guys on both teams. Um, actually, Demetrius' son is one of my seventh grade players, so I did the last game too when uh, it was a couple years ago when they did it. And one of my my player, Jordan Espinosa, now a, a stud over at Varsity for uh, Clovis North, yeah. got MVP. So it's, uh, anytime you know he asked me to be involved, I'm there. You know, anything for the kids, get them out exposure. What's uh, what's good for exposure for the Valley is good for everybody because then maybe those marquee guys that don't have the big name, then they get exposure by, by default just because you know we're bringing and generating a buzz around the Valley. It really, it really is a cool event, right? I mean, bringing in all the best players here. I mean, a lot, especially a lot of kids that it, we've never seen them all in the same building right, before, right? Absolutely. Well, and I mean, my first day of practice, I walk in and I think I might have been the shortest guy in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of tall eighth grade kids. I'm telling you, this class is stacked, man. This is one of the better classes that I've seen, top to bottom. There's going to be some good high school basketball going forward in the valley. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about this group. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of them freshman year next year already on varsity, getting a lot of getting a lot of big time roles. I definitely uh, agree with that statement for sure. We saw a couple of varsity coaches in here to support their kiddos and make sure that they know that they're supported and and uh, and want to be in that program for sure. We got some other ones that you know they uh, trying to build those relationships. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. John, you were a hooper though. Like how? Tell me, you wouldn't have loved to have played in oh, a game this like is, this. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, again, like you said, to to bring. You know, all the best, legit best of the best. You know, you're hand selected. You know, you get your coaches will nominate you, but then there's a screening process, obviously, to, to to wind it down to a smaller number that's serviceable, so we're not having like 50 kids on the roster. But maybe in years, in future years, maybe we can do like a a secondary game for some of those guys that maybe didn't make the cut. Yeah. You know, and find out some other things so we can keep generating the buzz for the kids. Man, it's awesome. I mean, I can't even imagine this. This event gets even bigger. It's going to be an all-day event of basketball. Yeah, well, we actually, um, me and my partner, uh, Coop Taylor, a couple years back, I don't know if you remember, Jason, we did those all-star games at Roosevelt. Yeah, yes. And that was pretty much the same premise, um, but it was like, if you're on varsity, you're on varsity. We put the top varsity players, whether you were freshmen playing up, like we had Slater, Colin Slater, yep. and Adrian Antunez, and you know, that was a good matchup of two point guards that we would have never got to see otherwise. Yeah. You know, and so that was a real fun thing. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that no more because the CIF didn't want to mix them up. Yeah. So I get all that. But this is this is the last chance where you can actually get it like this. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really great. And you got the great atmosphere with supporting local entrepreneurs, you know, young, uh, young guys with their businesses trying to get, you know, push their product. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It's, it's all love and support. So, John, I got a quick thing, though. If I got a kid, you know, I'm listening to this. My kid wants to get, get the game right. How do we get in contact with you? Well, you can, uh, my email is uh, uh, johnegan82, so that's J-O-H-N-E-A-G-A-N, the number eight, the number two, at gmail.com. Um, and I have no problem giving out my phone number. It's 559-917-8808. Um, leave a message and let me know uh, a little bit of information about your kid. And, and we work out of, uh, we have an indoor facility, too, that I work out of. It's called Top Dog Performance Center. We got the Vertimax machines and all that stuff over there. So we're, 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 we're pushing the kids' threshold of what their expectation for themselves is. Now, I get, I, you know, 
I get hit up all the time. Hey, I need kids to work out. You're one of the first numbers I send out, man. I'm like, hey, hit my man, John. You want to get your came in? I give the whole little bio of like, hey, these are some of the kids. And I'm like, these are just, you know, the D1s and the pros. Right. So. Oh, I appreciate that, Jason. <laughs> making a guy blush over here. <laughs> making a guy blush. <laughs> I mean, you got Cole Anderson. You, that's that's a good list right there, right? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. And, I, you know, we ain't got enough time to go through all the other names. But, no, it's it, I've seen what John does and how he develops the game. And he turns weaknesses into strengths. You know, and there's not many trainers who – in this area, do what he does. Well, I really appreciate that. It means a lot, brother. Especially coming from you, uh, so someone that's so well respected themselves in the valley. Don't be, don't be trying to <laughs> send all the love my way over here and be Mr. Modest over here, right? <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody, Jay. <laughs> this is another guy we go way back. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Well, John, appreciate the time. Just thanks for coming out and hanging out here. And uh, man, it was a fun game. It was a good time today. It was uh, absolute fun. Uh, appreciate what you guys do. The exposure too, man. And. Uh, Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. You've been listening to the Off the Bench Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.